Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All right, earlier in the program, uh, we heard a little bit from Dan McTagg, a petroleum analyst, talking about gas prices falling, as you've been hearing on the news as well. The New York Stock Exchange, as well as the Toronto Stock Exchange, both temporarily paused trading today as stocks plunged at the open. So let's bring in Michael Campbell, host of Money Talks here on Saturdays on CKNW. We usually chat on Saturdays, but here we are talking about this on a Monday. Well, there's lots to talk about. I mean, this is serious stuff that's going on here. I was sort of thinking throughout the day, you know, there's a lot of people who don't think like the stock market matters. There, there's a lot of anti-capitalists out there. We're going to find out this is a very harsh lesson of what's going on today because this is significant. Uh, I just heard the news. It's not just COVID-19. What's happening is that we're in sort of a, uh, for lack of a better way, a bear market psychology right now. So when we got the Saudi Arabians and OPEC saying, you know what, can't reach a deal with Russia, we're going to increase oil production from 300,000 barrels per day to 10 million barrels per day. Well, that crushed the oil market. And, uh, of course, that has a huge impact on Canada. We've already seen our um, oil industry uh, in retreat, you know, whether it's Warren Buffett pulling back about uh, a week ago, you know, a couple of weeks ago, tech saying, no, we're pulling back. I'll tell you, this will put the nail in the coffin. No one's moving forward on anything new. Existing projects will probably go ahead because the money's already, you know, partway in the ground. But uh, this will put the brakes on anything new right now. Uh, so is it related to COVID-19 or is what's happening with Saudi no, Arabia, well, it's, it's separate? No, it started with what happened is China is the biggest demand for commodities. So the demand for oil was going down. So the Saudi Arabians step in and say, you know what, let's cut production because if we cut production, we can stabilize prices then. They couldn't reach an agreement. So it starts with uh, the lack of demand coming out of COVID-19. You've seen those, maybe those pictures of China where you see, uh, you know, there's not many factories with the lights on kind of thing when they have the Nassau picture. Well, obviously, demand is dramatically uh, decreased at that point. And we did see, uh, you know, oil trading around $62, dropping into that sort of $45 range. Uh, And that's because of the lack of demand coming out of COVID-19. Well, then the Saudis say, let's prop up the oil price. Let's at least stabilize it here and we'll lower production. And OPEC's on board. They have to get Russia on board to do that. Uh, They couldn't reach an agreement with Russia. And more importantly, and and you're not hearing this reported, they couldn't even get together on extending the existing, you know, uh, production cuts. There's existing production cuts, about 2.1 million barrels per day in play in the market right now. They couldn't even agree on that. I think Saudi Arabia turned around and said, guess what? We can produce oil and our costs, you know, our marginal costs are in the single digits. You can't do that. We're going to teach you a lesson. Hmm. All right. And how long do you anticipate or do we know how long do you think this is going to go on? Well, I mean, first of all, the problem is the backdrop is the virus. And we, you know, we just keep hearing of escalating ramifications economically. Uh, One of the things I'm certain of is at this moment, the economic implications of the virus are much greater than the health implications. I mean, let's hope that doesn't catch up because that would mean tremendously bad news. But I mean, 
you know, you look at uh, different conventions canceled right now. Uh, the World Women's World Ice Hockey Federation canceling their championships. Down in uh, Palm Desert, you have uh, one of the most important tournaments of the year, the BMP Paribas Tennis Tournament, canceled last night all because of the virus. This is just symptomatic of the real decline. And one of the things that's underappreciated, Jill, is this. is So we can say, okay, Air Canada's cut that back on flights. What I think people don't appreciate is that there's going to be suppliers to all of these things. Uh, you know, for example, maybe I've got a company that just provi uh, provides airline food. Well, I just got cut back. Maybe I'm a hotel in the Rockies that has about 40% or 50% of their summer occupancy is uh, tourists coming from China. We had over 700, 750,000 last year. Well, obviously that number is going to be so profoundly reduced. Then, then the layoffs start because your cost didn't change unless you unless you start laying off people i mean this and this is global i'm just happening to give a canadian example i mean can you imagine if you're owning a restaurant or a hotel in thailand or uh you know in hong kong that kind of thing and that's the big worry here is that uh, the actual impact is guaranteed economically here i'm not sure where the health impact goes and i don't think anyone is they have you know they have uh, you know it, Expert, experts weighing in on that but no we already know what the economic impact is and it and again that story is not fully written so now we get the Saudi news on top of that that creates a very negative environment uh, you know where you look at the Dow down 1800 points as we're talking right now I mean that's a shocking amount I like it actually a shocking amount seven percent in a single day my goodness you know the S&P is down uh, sorry the Toronto Stock Exchange down eight percent at this moment so, yeah, it creates, excuse me, it creates a very negative atmosphere and it's feeding. And there's a lot, <laughs> excuse me again. No, that's not the virus. Uh, there's <laughs> a lot of things going into uh, why the stock market moves at this point. Uh, if you, and you know me, Jill, I just keep going, right? <laughs> so you have to shoot me. <laughs> but let me just, because these are all important things. So what's happening in the stock market now, you've got a combination of factors. First, you get the dip. But then you get program selling. These are automatic selling programs that when you hit a certain number, they jump in. So for example, when the Dow broke below 25,000, there'll be programs jumping in and there's not buyers on the other side at this point. And that's why they halt the market. They give it sort of a timeout and they want a timeout to see, because at that moment, there's just a flood of sell orders and they want to see if they can more line up a more orderly market of buys and sells. So we saw that today. And uh, uh, so then you get the sell orders. Then you get people who borrowed money to be in the market. And it doesn't matter what they've got. They've got to either come up with more money or sell the stock because they can't, you know. So again, that's another um, sort of a selling pressure on the market. So there's an awful lot that goes into the market dynamics at this moment. Are there any winners? I know people have been talking anecdotally about, uh, say, if you had stocks in Purell or Netflix or uh, the, the possible winners in this. Uh, you know, I don't think so, really. I mean, there. I mean, I can go to individuals, but when you look at uh, the stock market, you know, when you get a downdraft like this, it's pretty much everybody comes down. And that, by the way, is the opportunity. That what we're trading on here is psychology and fear. Well, the baby's going to get thrown out with the bathwater. Every time you get a panic like this, you get the baby thrown out with the bathwater. And that actually, you know, creates some opportunity. Like, yes, I understand why airline stocks went down, but why did this other group go down? It shouldn't have gone down. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, the other thing, and you're going to hear about this, so I want to just preempt it, is obviously gas prices are going down. Why? Because oil's taken, you know, a tank tanking on this point and demand is going down too for wholesale gasoline so yeah you're going to get better stock uh you're going to get better 
gasoline prices. If you're a borrower, I, I think there's no way that the Bank of Canada doesn't jump in this market again and the Federal Reserve doesn't jump in in a big way. They're going to lower short-term interest rates. And, you know, if you're borrowing, uh, you know, we've got the prime rate down. I think it's going down again. So that's good news. Terrible news for savers. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. basically making nothing on that side of the coin. So, yeah, I mean, there's, it's, you know, the per- let me just think about who is best situated here. It would be somebody who does not owe money at this point, somebody who's got at least a portion of their portfolio in U.S. dollars, uh, you know, in the, in the bond market. Uh, but that, that'll end too, by the way. I think we're at the last kick of the can for the record lows in this period here. Uh, and I just think those people who looked at it, and this was our big warning on Money Talks, and it was a major warning. I mean, I sent out emails to people. Uh, uh, you know, we broadcast it every week. We thought something was coming up at the end of January. Well, it did. But I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, what transpired, but what I do know is that at all times you have to evaluate the risk you're taking in your portfolio. At all times you got to say, could I withstand the kind of uh, drop we're seeing right now in the markets? Because we're in a precarious environment. I, I just can't believe anyone didn't know that. We're in a precarious both investment and global economic environment, so you have to be prudent about it. And uh, one of the things I've said is when you have bad policies or bad approaches, this is when it shows up. It doesn't show up in good markets or good economies. It shows up when it's bad. All right. We're going to leave it there, but we're going to talk <laughs> I more. You, I bet you're glad you phoned, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Always. No, it's uh, yeah. no, it's good information. And, and it's uh, like you said, it's not the sexiest of the information, so it's not getting as much attention, but obviously uh, very important. We will leave it there. Mike, can, thank I'll you so tell, much. I'll tell you one thing we can talk about another time. What I worry about is the financial side of things. Venezuela cannot afford to have lower oil prices. They've borrowed money. My question is who lent it to them because they're in trouble. Hmm. All right companies and and countries too. Okay, thanks, Jill. Bye. Thanks, Mike. That's Mike Campbell, host of Money Talks. You can catch Money Talks Saturdays at 8.30 a.m.